Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. song because I wanted y'all to feel like whenever we came on the air or wherever you listen to the podcast that you were just elevating okay to a higher vibration we up we up we up this is the Amanda Seals show I'm Amanda Seals and I'm Nails and that's exactly what we do every single morning we get you with those high bright vibrations high vibes you heard me so we're gonna get you on them high vibes with some good knowledge I gotta start with black ear news one minor, okay, little Dennis the Racist was responsible for the most threats against HBCUs last year. One little, I ain't gonna say that. So we're gonna get into that and I'll explain how that went down. Two, uh, Nas, rapper Nas, his house was robbed last week and the current rapper disrespected him. So he didn't have a good week. Uh, but he did drop an album. So there's that. Also, black men are going viral for saying that. That's not fair. Two black men are going viral for saying that black women don't like them because they're not thuggish enough. Well, I didn't have much to say about it, but I brought in an old friend of mine, MC Checkaho, to speak on it. So wanna, you, you'll want to stick around to hear what he had to say. Uh, we're also going to play another game of getting to know Amanda and Nails. You know, y'all need to stick around just to find out what me and Nails are finding out about each other because it's a whole family affair. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. And oh, you, you can call us, by the way, to 855-AMANDA-8. Your phone probably in your hand right now. Scrolling Instagram as we speak. So go ahead and call us. All right? 855-262-6328. Stick around so you can continue to listen, laugh, and learn with us at The Amanda Seal Show. What's good, y'all? We're here back at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. Time for some Blackurate news. So there were a bunch of racist threats that were made against uh, dozens of historically black colleges and universities earlier this year. And the FBI was trying to get to the bottom of it, find out who the culprits are. Is this a gang? Is this a sleeper cell? Is this a Reddit formed, you know, Nazi group? Y'all, turns out. One minor, which basically is police language for one little kid, Mm -hmm. was allegedly responsible for all of this mayhem. Okay, this investigation has stretched out for months. And now this child is undergoing government monitoring and restriction vent further threats uh among these threats were bomb threats okay uh these were school shooter threats that were being made the the suspect was saying that bombs had been planted at the institutions and that active shooters would be present on campuses like this is a little kid i'm also wondering why is this kid so unsupervised on a phone maybe they were like when i say minor maybe they were like 17 I don't know, but they're not, of course, able to release this information because it's a matter. The the fact that this menace mm-hmm. did this as a teenager, he's being taught this racist ways from somebody else, right? His parents should face some charges, and he should face some charges too. That's serious. That, that's serious stuff. That's serious stuff. And as a graduate of an HBCU who was actually on the list that ended up having bomb threats at Bethune Cookman University, mm-hmm. as an alum. Charge them. Don't be monitoring them. Charge them. 
Well, you know, they basically hate crimes are federal crimes uh, and the federal government doesn't typically charge minors with hate crimes. But in this case, the suspect was charged in a state court with leveling a threat unrelated to the ones that were made against HBCU. So apparently he just be out here threatening. Apparently he just out here being a Dennis the Menace, but I'm calling him Dennis the Racist. Um, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny that his name is actually Dennis, but he fits the character description. So we're going to keep an eye on that situation. I mean, the FBI is keeping an eye on him as well. So we'll see. But I agree with you. Uh, you know, these kids are carrying out the the behavior of their parents and yep. they're going to grow up and be their parents if they're not checked early. Yep. Now, um, somebody... <laughs> I was trying to find a segue, but the only segue I could come up with is, you know, Nas could be 21 Savage's parent. And uh, 20... <laughs> <laughs> truth be told. <laughs> OK, so first, let's say this. OK, so Nas, unfortunately, last week, his home was burglarized. Crooks made a clean getaway. I'm trying to figure this out. They have a ring camera. They saw that people were breaking into the house on the ring camera on Saturday around 830 p.m. Pacific. He lives kind of like in the boonies, in like the mountains, kind of in like a remote area. So I guess maybe he feels like because he lives out there, he doesn't need security. But I'm like, so you're not, you don't even got a ring set up to an ADT? Nothing? Right. So they got in there. They, you know, stole things. They have to do a whole inventory of all the things stolen. And then later this week, 21 Savage tried to steal Nas's icon legend status saying that Nas isn't relevant outside of his old fans. Now, you know, Nas just dropped his album, King's Disease 3. And of course, Drake and 21 Savage just dropped their album. And so I guess, you know, within the conversation of what does it mean to have both rappers putting out projects, uh, <laughs> 21 was like, it means nothing. Well, Nas's brother, Jungle, uh, had something to say and you don't really mess with a cat whose name is jungle because they're gonna be ferocious and uh jungle basically has something to say and next thing you know <laughs> i just love how quickly the, the turnaround happens 21 savage rethought his statement rethought his statement and uh said you know actually i had never meant to disrespect nas or any legend who paved the way for me i mean Y'all be trying to take stuff and run with it. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all got to be better about saying what you mean, not what you think people will think you mean. Hip hop is so big. And our mm -hmm. culture is so big. We have so yeah. many different sub-genres in our culture that, to be honest, I wasn't surprised that somebody like 21 said that about Nas. Because my nieces and nephews, they didn't even know who Nas was until they hear me playing his records. You know, mm. so, you know, it doesn't surprise me that there are people in that generation that feel that way. The thing, though, is that relevancy is subjective, because for me, like I'm not a 21 Savage fan and he's not like relevant to me. I, I respect his hustle. I respect his grind. I respect his work. But like he's not relevant in my space of music, whereas like I am a Nas music fan. So he mm -hmm. is continued to be relevant to me. Relevance is subjective at the end of the day, because when you think about it. To many people, the Kardashians are always relevant. And everything I know Ooh. about them, I only know against my own will. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to get into it right here on the Amanda Seals Show. All right. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It is Nails right here. And the Amanda Seals that you've come to love. <laughs> uh, our smart, black, and funny Amanda Seals right there. Listen, you can follow us on all social media platforms. We wide open, always checking them at Seals Said It. And you can call us at 855 Amanda 8. That's 855 262 What we got going on, Amanda? Well, we got a call, okay? And we love a call. So let's check in with Keith. Keith, what's up? Good morning, Amanda. Just saying, welcome to Philly. Damn. And you know, I'm watching you listen to your show. Great experience listening to you and everything you're doing. What's up, Nails? It's the boy Beef, the aficionado. Have a great day. What's up, fam? <laughs> Just want to say thank you for saying good morning. You know what I mean? Shout out to you, shouting out Nails. You're inclusive. I appreciate that, Keith. I want to say something after, but I my, my voice can't even go down that low, bro. I mean, you know, I think Keith was still laying in the bed when he called. <laughs> For real. You know, he was still laying in the bed when he called, but we appreciate the love. We appreciate the love standing up. We appreciate the love laying down. We love all of the love right here at the Amanda Seals Show. 
Now, coming up next, we've got your Blacker news, including a singer that we are very excited about who's finally touring again. Next up, right here on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's good, y'all? It's your favorite common sense specialist, Amanda Seals, here at the Amanda Seals Show with... TJ Nails, good morning. Let's get into some Black Eyed news for all of my R&B fans, my R&B stands. A legend is hitting the road, and you don't want to miss it. Anita Baker is getting back oh. on stage. Yes. Miss giving you the best that I got. <laughs> Miss no one in the world. Miss you bring me joy. Miss angel. Like ugh. you better you better run Miss, it then. Anita Baker is my grandma Violet. May God rest her soul. It was her favorite artist. And every time I hear Anita Baker, if I close my eyes, I smell pine saw. Yes. Because the whole house smelled <laughs> like pine saw on a Saturday morning. And my grandma cleaning the house, incense. And I'm thinking of Saturday morning cartoons. That's when I hear Anita Baker because I think of my grandma when I hear her music, man. Shout out to Grandma Violet. So this is the first full tour she's done since 1995. Um, wow. I saw her in L.A. right before the pandemic. Shout out to my homegirl, Alice Smith, incredible vocalist as well. She uh, hit me up last minute and was like, hey, I have an extra ticket to the, to to the show if you want to roll. I got to go see the show. I've always loved Anita Baker, but her in person is in a completely other level, y'all. Like her voice I think on record, her voice seems like it's more jazzy, more soothing, more yeah. right here. But in person, she is hitting notes. And she is like booming through the theater. I mean, the venue, oh. the stadium. It was incredible. So it's produced by Live Nation, which, you know, I can't stand them. But they going to hold her <laughs> down because she is a legend. It's a 15-city <laughs> domestic run starting February 11th in Mia Nails' home city, home state of Florida. It's going to make its way across the country for the duration of the year. She's going to be hitting major cities like New York, L.A., New Orleans, Atlanta, Chicago, and, of course, her home down, her hometown of Detroit. And she's going to wrap the tour next December in Oakland. So that means that you have enough time to get a plan together. To go out there and see her. You know these airlines is having to remove all these hidden costs. So you're going to have a better shot at getting a better fee <laughs> for your flight and make it a trip. So I, I just really want us to make sure that we give our flowers to these greats while they're here. But also we don't yep. shortchange ourselves and that we get to see the dopeness when we can. So shout out to Anita. I put everything on my wedding ring. <laughs> Let me stop. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, but oh, just a side note, that is my man's ringtone. So whenever he text me it's and shout out to my boy spice adams in chicago because he be playing that when he plays videos of people buzzing they <laughs> so pre-sale tickets for city card members begins on monday november 4th at 10 a.m general tickets become available thursday november 17th don't miss it now somebody who missed the mark on common sense unfortunately lost their lives. This man, a 25-year-old man, jumped, climbed, we're not sure, but he ended up on top of an 18-wheeler to mm -hmm. dance while he mm -hmm. was in Texas. And the semi-trailer that was traveling south on the East Tex Freeway passed under a bridge and oh. the man was knocked off the vehicle by the overpass. Oh, he landed on the freeway below. That is a gruesome way to oh, go. Oh, man. You know what? Social media posts videos like this up, and it, it, I feel like things like this continue to help desensitize the society, bro. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I People just can't People can probably imagine. watch that video. With, with just, they could watch that video over and over and over again. I don't have it in me. I, you know, when I see stuff like that pop up, I'd be quick to change it, quick to shift it. I just wonder, like, what... What does he say at the pearly gates? You know, when he gets there and they're like, okay, so, you know, what brought you here? He's like, mm, I was doing it for the grand. <laughs> Damn, I'm not laughing because the man died, but I'm just laughing at the, the fact that, like, what do you say? You know, this person in front of you, how'd you get here? Well, I passed away of cancer. The person in front right. of them, well, I was murdered. Uh, the person in front of them. I was know. murdered trying to save a, pu a basket of puppies. You know right. what I'm saying? And then you, you was dancing. You should have responded with the proper response. Do it for the gram. I'm not going to do it. Do it for the gram. I'm not going to do it. 
So rest in peace to him. And I hope that his family uh, is taken care of. And, I, you know, regardless, yeah. I mean, we're making jokes, but that, at the end of the day, it really is unfortunate anytime someone yeah. loses a life, especially when they lose a life trying to have a good time. So that is the silver lining here. Hopefully, you know, he was in an exhilarating moment when this happened, because I know for me, I want to die either in my sleep or while I'm laughing. So that's what I request. If anyone is listening out there at the pearly gates, you know what? I'm not done talking about how this Instagram, how this social media be making people do silly things. And I want to have another conversation. I want to keep this conversation going because I need to have a certain level of a public seals announcement about it. So stick okay. around right here to the Amanda Seals show. We are gonna talk about this when we come back. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Yes, yes, y'all. It's still going down. It's actually going up. Right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. We going all the way up, all the way up. It's Nails right here. Good morning. Now, Nails, okay, we were just talking about how this young man lost his life because he Mm -hmm. was dancing on an 18-wheeler because he was doing it for the gram, okay? And I just wanted to speak more to this idea about how people be doing too much for the social medias, okay? Now, Nails, I know you be on the social media too. Do you ever have to check yourself? Do you ever have to say to yourself, like, you know what, maybe that's not something I need to boast or maybe I'm I'm trying too hard to make something something happen for this social media moment? Or do you ever have to, like, put your phone down so you can actually enjoy a moment as a human? Yeah, 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 a lot, a lot. When I go to concerts and stuff, I put my phone in my pocket. I don't really pull it out. I may snap one thing or something and I put my phone in my pocket because I like to live in the moment. Granted, I do live on social media. I got a lot of stuff I do on social media, but I am a human being who actually realizes that life is actually more, there's more to life than just being on social media. I actually live my life. Have you ever had to stop yourself though from posting something that you, like you was about to post and you were like, what am I doing? Nails, let me stop. Yeah, tweets when I'm, you know, a little under the influence, you know what I mean? Don't hit tweet, don't hit tweet, hit cancel, hit save and drafts or whatever. So sometimes, yeah. lit. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I definitely feel like I'm an oversharer just in general as like a human. And so I have to had to really reel it in sometimes. Like I'll be about to post something and I'll be like, girl, why are you doing that? The other day I was on my live talking a little too loose and uh, a friend of mine <laughs> hit me up on the side and was like, can you get off your live, please? <laughs> With that, people don't need to know that. Get off your live. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> but I see people, I saw a young lady the other day put on TikTok this is me and this is who he cheated on me with. And she put up pictures of the young lady that I guess her boo cheated on her with. I don't know how she thought this was going to end because the responses were, I understand. Oh, yeah, no. That makes sense. He leveled up. <laughs> He's winning. This is a situation. This is what I mean. Like, why would you put yourself in this situation? No one even needed to chime in on this. And the chick was bad. Like, she was really a good-looking John. And she's probably one of those people who are, like, they'll put up all the information on social media, and then they always wonder, man, why everybody always yes. in my business? Yes. And and, and upset. <laughs> like, y'all are so mean. Y'all, listen, you know the world mean. Be careful. People literally went to the other woman's page and gave her props. Like, that's Yo. how OD it is. I mean, when people were doing like these challenges, like I remember uh, like the sister who was like in the bathtub with the with the Cheerios. Remember, like the she was like taking a bathtub yep. with cereal yep. and then people were doing the cinnamon challenges and then all the yo cut it out. Like, I know she got a hell of a yeast infection after that bath. Oh Fruit, my God. All Amanda. them Fruit Loops, all oh. that milk. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. It ain't meant Loaf. for it. Baking loaves of bread down there, huh? It ain't meant for it. So, you know, for all of my folks out there, particularly the young folks that are listening, please just take a pause. Take a pause before you decide to post it on social. This whole idea of being famous for two seconds because you got a bunch of likes or you went viral, it's not as exhilarating as you think it may seem if it's going to mean that you got to forfeit your health or maybe even Mm. your life. Right. All right. right. Now, coming up next, I got my big up let down. We do this every day. I hand out props and I hand out blows. And you want to stick around to find out who's going to get them. 
right here on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up? Good morning, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And good morning. It's Nails. And we are here to give you the big up and the let down of the day. Now, this was breaking. Yesterday, 48,000 that's a large number, okay? 48,000 academic workers at the University of California began the largest higher education strike in U.S. history. Mm. These workers are uh, part of a union, the UAW, and they're on strike depending better pay. They want benefits. Uh, basically, these teachers are saying, these professors and these uh, student workers are saying that they are spending 50% of their salary on just living expenses because they don't make enough money. Now, this strike threatens to disrupt classroom and laboratory instruction across the statewide university system just weeks ahead of final exams in December. I also thought it was interesting that if you are in a managerial position, you're not allowed to join the strike. Um, apparently there's some like caveat there that says that you can't, which in my mind, I'm like, well, if they say that you can't, isn't that why you should? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of times that's what it is. But, uh, there was a whole strike like this in Nigeria earlier this year. I'm not sure what the outcome was, but these folks here, uh, say that the strike will end when the university of California ends its unfair labor practices and starts bargaining in good faith. And uh, this mm. is the president of the United Auto Workers, which represents the employees involved, Local 5810, and they are representing 12,000 UC postdoctoral and academic researchers. So shout out to these folks standing up. You know I love a good stand up and say the truth situation. The power is it. with the people. Power is with yes. the people, man. We're always going to be with the people because that's what a power truly is. So that is our big up. Uh, now it's time to go to our let down. <laughs> Today's let down. Trump oh, has sued the January 6th committee to avoid testifying in the investigation. Now, you know, he was subpoenaed and he was supposed to t- talk yesterday. Uh, no, he was supposed to talk on the 14th mm-hmm. and he filed the suit on the Friday before the weekend. And mm. so strategic. It was a 41 page filing. And basically the way this goes down is that it then ends up getting stuck in the legalities of things. Now the Trump, uh, sorry, the January 6th committee is supposed to close in January. So with the holidays and just the reality of the slowness of the legal system, he is anticipating that they are going to have to shut down the committee before he has to, uh, before this whole situation with his filing gets sorted out. But here's the thing. They still haven't finished counting all the votes for the house. So we still haven't even fully confirmed who's going to own the house, whether it's going to be the Democrats or the Republicans, even if the Republicans do end up having the majority of the house, it's going to be by a very slim margin and the MAGA of it all didn't really work. So that's going to make the more centrist Republicans a little more willing to be, you know, talking and, and, and working with the other side. That being said, that committee could end up being extended if there are Republicans who are willing to side with Democrats who say, no, we want that committee to be continuing. But let's be honest. Who's going to be Speaker of the House if the Republicans win? Kevin McCarthy, right? Kevin right, McCarthy but still, is literally Trump's joystick. Yeah, but he can't, as one person, as a Speaker of the House, he can't make a decision for the House. So uh. if he does end up in that role, it's still, if it gets brought to the table and if enough people are behind it, it will get brought to the table, the committee will continue. But remember, it's still up in the air. It's still up in the air. And, uh, you know, there's infighting and all that stuff because that's what's going on. It's very mayo messy. <laughs> Your favorite type of messy. <laughs> My favorite type of messy. So, listen, uh, the panel's leaders wrote Trump and said, we recognize that a subpoena to a former president is a significant and historic action. Nonetheless, it's got to go down. So we're going to see what happens it's no surprise that Trump was going to get a letdown at some point this week because basically he gets one at least every week. So yeah. that's kind of <laughs> how it goes. That's today's big up let down. What do you think about it? Make sure you hit us up on socials and chime in at Seal Said It on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. 
TikTok. Coming up next, we're going to check in with you on the phone lines. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all, to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal's here. Nails right here. And uh, we want to make sure that you follow us on socials at Seal Said It. But we also love when you guys call, right? And uh, we want to check in with our listeners as much as we can. So we had a Trinidadian that checked in with us the other day. And I feel like we must have opened the Trini portal because the Trinis are thick in these Philly streets. And we have another Trinidadian, Denzel, uh, checking in. Denzel, Wagwan, brethren. Amanda, I'm from Trinidad. I don't know where you're from, but I'm from uh, St. James. And I was very uh, impressed that you're on the radio. I, I never heard you before. I just wanted to give you a shout out and say, I mean, you can talk some Trini. We're we, we, we going to get your roti and your doubles, you know? Stuff Ooh. like that. <laughs> all right, bye bye. Yeah, First of all, what I like about this is that he's like, I haven't listened to you before, but I felt compelled to call in. So we have a new. A new listener. I am not Trinidadian. I am Grenadian. Um, and uh, I got to do this for that. Oh, the air horns. The air horns. And every Trinidadian has a Grenadian grandparent or relative. We're just, we're too close for it not to be the case. So big up to Denzel. Thank you for taking time to not only call us, but to listen to the show. We appreciate you. And uh, I do need to find some good Caribbean food when I come to Philly. I, I didn't even think that I could find good Caribbean food in Philly, but clearly I've missed the mark. You know oh, where else said, has really good Caribbean food? Where? Miami. Yeah. Believe that. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. When he said roti, my stomach growled. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up next, uh, you know, Miami is a great vacation destination that a lot of people go to. And so has Cabo. Cabo has been a destination that a lot of people have been going to, particularly in the pandemic. Coming up next, we'll talk about a horrific case of a friend trip to Cabo that went wrong. The story of Shanquilla Robinson has been unfolding, and we're going to get you up to speed on it when we come back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Good morning, everybody. We're waking you up, getting you up to the right vibration. We up, we up, we up. It's Amanda Seals here. And it's Nails. We almost to the weekend. Hang in there. We almost there, y'all. Almost there. (laughs) Well, we got some black news for you. Uh, We got to talk about this corrupt DEA agent who admits all the crimes he conspired with cartels. I don't know why he would do that. He's probably trying to get a Netflix show. Uh, So we're going to get into that. Uh, We also got to talk about the story that's been unfolding across these internets and a lot of y'all are up on it and we want to make sure you stay up on it. Shanquella Robinson, the young lady who went on a trip with some friends to Cabo and within 24 hours she was dead. There's a lot of unanswered questions and there's a lot of questions about were these people actually her friends in the first place and so we want to also talk about just the concept of being able to identify real friends from fake friends so we're going to stick with that for this whole hour. We also to talk to you about uh, your thoughts on this. I want to hear from you. I want you to call us up and let us know. But this toxicity and the drama that's attached to this this case, it, it's very um, it's very scary and very sketchy. And we want to want to get you up on it because it's going to require people gathering for it to actually get the attention that it needs to get solved. We're going to discuss this in more Nails Homeward. Check us out. All right, all social media, at Seal Said It. Again, at Seal Said It. Or call us, like you know the number by now, 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Happy Thursday morning. This right here is the Amanda Seal Show. What's good, y'all? Welcome back. We are here at the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal's on the mic. And Nails on mic, too. (laughs) (laughs) Now... (laughs) <laughs> nails yes I don't, you know okay first of all i am not a big fan of the cops uh any cops that are listening you know better than to take that personal because you already know that there are folks like this person jose erasri who accepts 
that he's known as the most corrupt agent in the USDEA's history, the Drug Enforcement Administration's history. And he says that, you know, in his work, he became another man while conspiring with Colombian cartels and was building a lavish lifestyle, expensive sports cars, Tiffany jewels. I, I guess he basically, he got Omar Epps and he was in too deep. Uh, you know, he just got in too deep. But he used his final hours of freedom to tell his story to the Associated Press. And it's a hell of a tale. I, I, let me tell you, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, they going to snatch it right up. So whatever you don't read in this article, you're going to get to see on TV. Mark my words. He says that he's not going to go down for this alone. So that's the other part of this that I'll be liking. I don't be liking that folks be like, well, I guess it's time to sing sweet, 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 because it's like, yo, this is the child. This is what you chose. This is what you chose. So basically he's accusing some, some other very long trusted DEA colleagues of joining him and skimming millions of dollars from drug money laundering stings to fund decades worth of luxury overseas travel, fine dining. Basically these federal agents like, they're supposed to be Team America, but ultimately, like, they are operating with the cartels to do their own level of corruption. So mm. if that's what's going on with the people that are supposed to be stopping the drugs from coming inside of America, then how are the drugs being stopped from coming inside of America? That's the thing. Because when you see these politicians that are like, oh, it's the Mexicans, they're the problem with drugs in America. It's like, baby, huh. the border is not open. <laughs> they're being assisted. And Absolutely. it's one thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing for them to be assisted by other Americans who are within the crime space. But it's another thing for them to be assisted and have, a, a, you know, turn the cheek by folks that are actually paid to prevent them from doing the job. Do you, did you ever watch Narcos? I did watch Narcos, yeah. It's actually one of my favorite Netflix series. And this, this kind of literally could be a, another season of Narcos talking about a whole nother agent in 2024 what blows my mind is the fact that this guy is willing to sing freely to other uh, on other DEE agents who have done this corrupt stuff with him like it's wild like 2022 is wild 2022 <laughs> is wild i'll tell you what though I, this to me sounds like somebody who's decided that you know they're about to go down they don't really need to live life anymore because you start doing this and you are definitely on watch you about to get knocked you about to get locked up in the place with other law enforcement agents mm, i don't know how this ends for him but a lot of folks is getting the finger pointed them and it is time now it is time for us to talk about this story that a lot of us on the Internet have been seeing floating around in the past couple days and is now growing in terms of its importance by the nature of the information that's been coming out. So there's a Charlotte yeah. family that's pushing for answers after their daughter, Shanquella Robinson, was found dead in Mexico last month. Now, we know people go places Things happen. That's not like an irregular thing. However, what's irregular here is that the stories that were told from the friends as to how she passed away do not line up with the autopsy results. There's also exactly. things like the fact that the friends left her body there and the parents had to pay $6,000 to get the body back to America Young Chanquilla passed away within 24 hours of being there and they stayed on the trip. And and let's also mention they told like she like you mentioned, they told them that she died from alcohol poisoning. However, the her autopsy said otherwise. And there's a video that's her, floating around of them fighting. Well, her autopsy says that there was a crack at her at the base of her back there was a crack and the spinal cord also had a crack and i saw that video of the fight and it is just it, it's very difficult to watch this young lady is not even fighting back and you got men in the room who are videotaping the fight in a hotel room when we talk about pointing fingers i'm pointing fingers at the people who are in the room saying damn you're not even going to fight back quella like this is some mm -hmm. roman gladiator fight and the, and the woman who is beating her is, I, I'm watching this like, what, what could possibly have gone down for this to be taking place in this fashion? We have an audio clip. Let's go to the clip and come back. 
Robinson's mom, Selamandra, says within 24 hours of her daughter's arrival, she was dead. Figuring out how or why has only added to the family's nightmare. It started with a frantic call from Robinson's friends. They said she wasn't feeling well. She had alcohol poison. They couldn't get a pulse. Each one of the, the people that was there with her was telling different stories. It's when the family made calls to the FBI and Mexican authorities that they learned of another potential cause of death. And the autopsy came back. They said it didn't have anything to do with alcohol. Say that she had been, um, she had a broken neck. No parent should ever have to hear that call. Uh, but we would love to hear your calls because there are a lot of folks who feel some type of way about this story. It's touching a lot of nerves online, and we're going to play some reactions when we get back. If you would like to add your voice to that, give us a call at one 855 amanda 8 That's 855-262-6328. Don't go anywhere. We're going to keep talking about this when we get back on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. We're here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. His nails. Good morning. And uh, we are talking about the v- mysterious, not so mysterious death of Shanquella Robinson, who went on a trip to Cabo with some friends and within 24 hours of being there, lost her life. And the stories coming back are not lining up with her autopsy. The story says from the friends that she died of alcohol poisoning. However, the autopsy reveals that she suffered a fractured neck and a fractured back. And then the video was revealed of, of the fr- the so-called friends beating Shanquella up with Shanquella not even fighting back. People are definitely outraged about this. Again, this is a story that is unfolding. Want to hear from you guys. We have some calls to go to. So let's hear what's up. What do y'all say? Yo, did y'all hear about that Shanquella Robinson story? That shit got me sick to my fucking stomach. Her fucking so-called friend literally beat her to death. Then they try to lie to her family and say she died from alcohol poisoning. And she was literally, they really literally recorded her getting beat. That That's the part for me. You was recording her. Like, but this is what I mean by sick people. Now, there's a man who's actually got some inside info on these people. And uh, we got some audio from him. And Khalil, you and everybody else is going to be charged with accessory after the fact of murder. Now, either Dejanay is about to get in the F- about to get in the interrogation room and she finna tell it all. She about to say, oh, well, y'all, y'all was the, the, the final blow. But then again. It did say that she died 15 minutes later after her injuries. So maybe Dejanay was the last person to touch her. We don't know because we ain't seen the other video. Who leaked that video? Who put that video out there? Who sent that video out there? That's a great question. Who sent that video out there? And, you know, these people, their names, all the people that were with her are on the actual private villa manifest. You know, Khalil, Malik, Winter, Shanquella, Elise, Dejanay and Nazir. Look, let me yeah. tell you, Amanda, I, I looked at the hashtag earlier when I saw this story starting to bubble on my social media. Uh, and it's on ours as well. That seal said it. So you can comment on this as well. I seal said it because we have a picture of her on our Instagram as well. But. I looked at the hashtag of Shanquella's name and they had people doing their own research and they went and found these people's Facebook yep. pages, their profile mm-hmm. pictures, their first mm-hmm. last name, their birth dates and everything. Mm-hmm. Because if, if there's one thing that black people about to do is we're going to go to war about ours. Right. They started go digging war. up and yeah. doing some uh, some evidence digging to find out what happened to Shanquella Robinson. And I hope that we get to the bottom of it. And, you know, it starts with the so-called friends that she was on the trip with. And I think, you know, we need to talk about just this idea of who are your friends? How do we spot toxic friends? How do we keep ourselves safe? And I want to talk to that when we get back. I have quite a bit of experience with that. And uh, I want to share it with you. So stick around right here to the Amanda Seal Show if you want to hear about how to dodge fake friends. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, 
Good morning, y'all. We are here at the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. We've been talking about this whole Shanquilla Robinson uh, story uh, yeah. about her quote-unquote friend's trip to Mexico where she ended up dying, and they left her body there. The family had to go back and uh, pay to get her body shipped back mm-hmm. to the States and everything. And that actually raised a red flag for you. You were like, yo, we have to talk about this on this show about fake friends. We got to talk about it. And just a side note, well, it's not a side note, but I also want to point out the reason why the story is even coming to light is because the parents had to take it to the Internet since the Mexican and American authorities weren't really trying to take any further steps and are saying that they don't see any foul play here, even though the autopsy does not line up with the stories that the friends were saying. But let's talk about these friends and how do friends line up? Now, I, I'm i an only child and I have always, uh, I spent a lot of time just like really obsessing over the idea of, of friends, friends. I mean, mm-hmm. to the point where I remember my mom taking me to Virgin Megastore and I spent my little bit of money on a, on a um, box set of the show Friends. And my mom was like, you're so obsessed with friends, you're buying the show Friends. <laughs> and I... But because of this, because of this wanting to have these um, connections, because of wanting to have this like protective circle, I oftentimes found myself letting toxic friends into my space that I should never have even given the slightest bit of smoke to. Um, So here's some signs to identify. Are folks really your friend? Do they use emotional blackmail on you? Are there conditions in your friendship? You know, like, oh, well, we can only be friends if you're going to do this for me or if you're going to come with me to this. I remember when I had a friend, Tara, in, in ninth grade, and she was like, yeah, we can't be best friends anymore because you don't pluck your eyebrows. God dang, I got to pluck my eyebrows to be your Damn. friend? Like, that's really what it is? Uh, they use you to gain access to other people. I remember I had two girls that I really thought were my friend. We used to go to the club together. These were my homies. I was like, yes, these are my girls. And I heard one time that they were telling somebody that they didn't know was my friend, that they only hung out with me because... Because it meant that we could get in the club fast and they didn't have to stand in line. Mm. Toxic friend. Also, here's some other ones. Do they rarely answer your call? Do they frequently ghost you? Do you feel like they can't be trusted? Do they speak poorly of you? Mm. Are they there for you when you need them to be there for you? That's a big one. Because I'm somebody who's like really trying all the time to be there for my friends. If I feel like you're not going to give me that back, then I've learned in my in my adult life, like you can call that out one time, maybe two, and then it's a wrap because that's who that person is. And that's for the strong friends too. You know, I'm one of those friends who uh, in our circle, I'm the one who all of our friends call when they need to vent. But Mm -hmm. who do we run to when we need to vent, right? You got to call them friends back. And if they're not there for you, guess what? You need to cut it. All right, OT. I went on a trip to DR one time with some new friends and I really thought it was just going to be a fun trip. You know, I didn't really know these people like that, but they felt safe enough. And I ended up getting into a whole thing with the chick who had put it together because her friend decided to sleep in my room that I had paid for because she didn't pay for a room and she just thought it would be cool to sneak in my room at night in my villa and sleep on the couch without even asking. And when I was like, um, that's not cool. This other one comes in and was like, you tripping. We're all supposed to be sisters. We're all supposed to be friends. This shouldn't be a problem. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm out of the country. And I don't know these broads like that. I really got to be on swivel because things could go left. But it was like, I just wanted to be down. (laughs) That's how I ended up in that situation. I was trying to be Brandy. But you know what, guys? I want to talk more about this whole idea about fake friends because I really feel like a lot of us really... It's not even that we just want to be down. We, we want to be loved. We want to be a part of a unit. You know, That's we it. we want to be a part of something. And sometimes it sets us up for the worst things. So coming up, we're going to wrap up the hours with, with, with a couple more points around friends. And I know y'all got points to add. So make sure you hit us up at 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-AMANDA-8. Y'all, this is important. This is life stuff. All right? So let's let's get into it when we get back right here on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. We are here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And good morning. It's Nails. 
We've been talking about friends. We've been talking about Shanquella Robinson, who went down to Cabo and lost her life amongst a group of people that she thought were her friends. And so I wanted to talk to y'all about the idea of fake friends and how to spot them and how to make sure that you keep your head on swivel. We talked about some things in the last break, but I wanted to give you a couple more. Okay. If you got somebody who's calling themselves your friend, but they try to make you feel guilty for their own mistakes, that's gaslighting. They're not your friend. That's incredibly shady. If you have somebody who claims to be your friend, but they are jealous of your success. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. I Say had that. somebody, when I when I came out to LA, I got really cool with this other comedian and me and her, like she's older than me. So I felt like, you know, she was taking me under her wing and, you know, she was really witty and just really smart about her, her comedy. And I, re- I really looked up to her and then I booked Insecure. And when I called her to tell her, oh my God, I booked Insecure. She said, Oh, I have another call and hung up. <laughs> oh, damn. Dead ass. Dead ass. I called her right back. I was like, did you hear what, did you hear what I said? And she was like, yeah, I heard you, but I, I, I got to give you a call back. Wait, Amanda, hold on. Please <laughs> tell me you don't talk to this lady anymore right now. I did. I had to stop. I had to stop. And you know what? There was always like weird stuff that was happening that would like, she's the kind of person where like, she don't call you back. And then when she does call you back, you're like, oh, like I, I like that was three days ago. It's like, okay. And and, oh, and like all this wow. whole list right oh. here is what she was all about. And I, I saw her recently and I had to just turn the cheek. <laughs> like I always say, if you treat me like shit in real life, don't try to hug me at a party because I won't hug you back. No, y'all, your space, your time, your love, it means something. It means something. Yep. And the same way that we talk all the time about making sure that you are cognizant of who you give that to in a, in a romantic relationship, it's the same in a friend relationship. And yep. you got to make sure that you keep your eyes open. And it doesn't mean that you close off your heart. But when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. My, I thought, I thought I had a really, 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 really good friend. And then she told me she was pregnant six months in. And she was like, yeah, I told everybody else. But my mom told me not to tell everybody. And I was like, oh. I'm you every- was included in everybody. Damn. I'm everybody. I was like, oh my uh. gosh. And in that moment, I realized I loved her more than she loved me. And that was the end of that. So y'all, sometimes they're hard decisions that you got to make, but they're the best for your heart. They're the best for your heart. I feel like right now we got people who are listening to us just thinking about what their friend said or mm-hmm. didn't do for them about 20 minutes ago or even yesterday or day before <laughs> yesterday. And they're reconsidering their friendships right now. I hope now. so. I hope so. I hope so. Because you deserve what you give. All right, y'all. And we deserve all the love that we are giving to folks. And we appreciate all the love that you be giving us right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine. here at the Amanda Seals show having a beautiful morning we up we up we up I'm Amanda Seals and I'm Nails yeah we up we up and coming up this hour we got more for you now I think this is bonkers but there was a number of threats against HBCUs that went down this year and they got to the bottom of it and it is one little badass kid that has been causing all this ruckus and we gonna talk about little Dennis the racist when we get back <laughs> did also, you leave out ass <laughs> Yes, I did. Oh, I'm not, I can say ass? Yeah, you can say ass. <laughs> oh, I'm new to radio. Badass little kid. There you go. Uh, next up, speaking of badass little companies, Ticketmaster may have met their match. Finally, Taylor Swift fans have started a massive backlash against the Ticket Mob, a.k.a. Ticketmaster, which is coincidentally owned by Live Nation. And you know I don't rock with them. You know I don't rock with that. Eh, eh, eh. So we're going to talk about that because there's a battery in my back. 
You're also going to get to know a little bit more about me and Nails on another segment of Getting to Know Us. And we got the Big Up Let Down. We're going to give out some props. We're going to give out some blows. I mean, this is a lot. We got a lot going on. So you better just sit still, sit tight, and stay tuned because we're going to discuss this and more. And if you don't have the patience right now, you want to holler at us anyway, hit us up on social media at Seals Said It. Again, at Seals Said It on all social media platforms at Seals Said It or 855-AMANDA-8. Again, 855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, learn every morning. The Swifties, the Taylor Swift fans, they ain't too pleased with Ticketmaster and their high-ass fees, okay? So Taylor Swift finally going back on tour and her tickets go on sale and people lose their minds because the fees on every ticket were $50. You see, that's That's the thing that they do. Yes. Ticketmaster, which is owned by Live Nation, which by the way, that right there should not be legal because that's basically a monopoly. They rig the ticket allotment so brokers can scoop up and sell at a higher rate on their sites. This is something that I feel very personal about because I have been the subject of this. My show, Smart, Funny, and Black, is a community show. It's a show that I want everybody to be able to see, so I'm very adamant about making my tickets affordable. So I make sure that there's a huge allotment of $35 tickets. Well, my tour in uh, 2019, I didn't realize, but the deal that was made with Live Nation was that the tickets would be $35, and so would the fees. The fees were the same price as the tickets. I was livid and I was unable to to track back from it because I had a manager that let that go down and it really is not about the fans it's not about the artists it's really about just Live Nation and Ticketmaster price gouging just like these uh, oil companies with the gas and it's yeah. really not going to last long because I feel like people are really not going to let this go on uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez actually wrote on Twitter daily reminder that Ticketmaster is a monopoly. Its merger with Live Nation should never have been approved and they need to be reined in. Break them up. And you know, I, I Live Nation did me dirty and I will say it uh, wherever anybody asks me to because they don't respect the artists. They don't respect the fans. They only respect the dollar bottom line. And when it comes to art and commerce coming together, that's not going to be the thing that works. It's not. And remember, Pearl Jam was on about this back in 1995. Exactly. Okay? They even testified before Congress regarding this issue. So, How is this even still legal like they can do that? How could you make the fees for a ticket just as expensive as the actual ticket to the show? There's no regulation. There's no regulation. And because, so when you own a, when you own a house and you have to get mold checks, there's an understanding that you do not get the mold checked by the same people who are going to have to remove the mold, right? Because it's a mm. conflict of interest. Mm. So here's the same case with Live Nation and Ticketmaster. Live Nation is the venue, Ticketmaster are the ticket sales, and venues have all sets of fees with them as well. So yep. you're not able to discern the difference between the two, and so they can just make way more money off of the fans with their ticket fees and way more money off the talent with the venue fees. It's a shit show. Well, I think okay. we uh, I think we'll get it fixed now because we got the right ones on it. Because when Taylor Baby. Swift get on something, huh. listen, there is nothing you can't get done with an angry, focused white woman. Yep. <laughs> now, coming up next, you'll get to know a little bit more about me and nails right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Good morning. It's the Amanda Seals show. Amanda Seals. <laughs> You're so jolly. This, <laughs> I guess you're looking forward to, oh, look, and you even gave us the heart. Oh. <laughs> I'm Nails. Good morning. <laughs> so, you know, we have been doing this getting to know Amanda and Nails segment because Nails and I just met when we were put together to make this show happen. And but let's be clear. Let's be clear. I'm just like y'all. I knew exactly who Amanda Seals was, but on a personal level, I didn't know Amanda, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Nails. I appreciate that. And, you know, Nails in his own right has been doing his thing on radio for years and years and years and years and and on social media. But again, we are now here in this little space, the the Seals show. So we need to level up just like our understanding of each other and how we think about things. So we're asking ourselves every segment, one kind of surface question and then one more deep introspective question. Mm -hmm. So the surface question of the day is, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? 
I got one. I got one. And, and this actually okay. just happened to me, too. Um, so as you all know, I am a proud graduate of the great Bethune-Cookman University in Daytona yes, yes. Beach. Uh, but my proudest accomplishment just happened maybe two weeks ago, and I least expected it. I got a text message from my niece saying, Uncle, I got accepted into Bethune-Cookman. And I said, <gasps> what? What? One I never even mentioned to my niece, hey, apply for college or apply to go to school at Bethune-Cookman. And my dad randomly texted me and said, hey, I know that was you that had something to do with TT applying for Bethune-Cookman. I said, believe it or not, Dad, I had nothing to do with it. Not only did she get accepted, my little cousin, Irvanti, she got accepted as well. And he said they did that because they see you. They watched you. So I feel like my biggest accomplishment Mm -hmm. is being that role model for my niece and my little cousin mm-hmm. to decide they want to go and, and further their education after they finish high school next year. So that's my that's biggest major. accomplishment. That's major. That's major right there. Kudos. Kudos. I don't have an applause button yet on my little, my little machine, but I'm giving you an applause. I'm giving you an applause. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. What's your, what's yours? <sighs> I mean, I feel like it's going to sound a little bit cliche, but just, Honestly, being able to have made a whole career out of my brain. Mm. So, like, I know that I set out early on to, like, be in the entertainment space, but I never imagined that I would get so far just based on my own voice, you know? Like, not... Mm. um, it wasn't like a character I played. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just surprised because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like being Tiffany Dubois was like the thing, you know? It wasn't like, uh, you know, being a, a host on MTV was the thing. The real thing that has like really propelled my career has been me using my intellect, you know? And um, I that has been like the biggest accomplishment and like the things that I've been able to do because of that. Like the fact that I was able to eventually like pay my mom's house off for her. You know, and the fact that I'm able to like use my funds to support, you know, nonprofit programs and to support, you know, like, um, you know, children's school programs and just to support, you know, anything that needs support. Like the fact that I'm able to do that because of my own, I guess, commitment to being myself, I feel like is a big accomplishment because we live in a world that's constantly telling you not to be yourself. So that's my accomplishment if anything you got out of this anybody who's listening right now in the past two minutes from what amanda just said about what she's accomplished and then what i just said about my niece and my little cousin black women boy y'all could do anything boy (laughs) this is facts this is facts (laughs) now we got to answer this one real fast because we don't got a lot of time okay what was your cringiest most embarrassing moment i'll go first okay i'll go first all right now I know some people might think I'm making a big deal out of this, but it it still lives with me to this day, which means it was really, really cringy. I was dating a dude back when I was like 21 and I was really like thinking I was grown. And we went to hit, he had like a birthday party and at his birthday party, I was really like pressed. Like, I need you to buy me a drink at his birthday party. Like it's his (laughs) birthday party. And I thought that I was like doing what I'm supposed to do as like a grown woman. Like, yeah, like a man's supposed to buy me a drink. And like he was like really playing me to the left. And then he stopped barking with me after that. Like he really was like being real distant. And I was like, what happened? Like, why are you being so distant? And he was like, I didn't like how you acted at my party. You was being real selfish and self-centered and pressed about getting a drink. And I was like, oh, wow, that was super tacky. That happened when I was 21. It still just makes me be like, ooh, so corny <laughs> to this day. Uh, I, I don't really have, because I'm such an open book. Um, So you've never done anything that you felt like shame about or that you felt like wasn't a good look? Maybe I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, one. boy. <laughs> that Ding. one. That one. Um, So it uh, at another party. Um, and the bathroom was locked and mind you, you know, I'm a party boy. Everybody knows I like to party, have fun. Bathroom was locked at a house party. Everybody was waiting in line. I couldn't wait too much longer. So I went outside and of course, you know, went, you know, in the backyard Uh as I'm in the backyard, relieving myself, my friends whose house the party was at, their parents were sitting right next (gasps) to where I was peeing. 
and I didn't notice they were there until they said oh. something. And literally, they facing the same way I was peeing towards. So, oh my they saw, god, they saw Willie and everything. Oh my god! <laughs> so and that you was had to still talk to them after that. Yeah, I mean, good thing I was in Florida because it was warm. It wasn't cold at night, so it was good. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Nails. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Now I do know a little bit more about you. I know a little bit more about you. Well, y'all, if you missed any moment from the show, make sure you get the Amanda Seals podcast wherever you get your podcast. All you got to do is search the Amanda Seals show. Well, that's it for the show today. Shout out to everybody in Oakland. I will be in the Bay this weekend. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, hit me up at AmandaSeals.com. Get your tickets. I'll be at the Fox Theater. Also be in Chicago. Chicago, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, so you can get your tickets at the same place, the Amanda Seals website, amandaseals.com. On Friday's show, we're going to give you the latest Black Earth news, plus the Big Up Let Down, and things I learned this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, we're going to revisit the Shanquella Robinson story and take your calls. We're going to unpack all of that on Friday. Check out the daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts, and stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It. Nails, anything to tell the people before we go? Au revoir. Au revoir. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Have a good one, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.